0: Welcome to Utubia, and it's a Q&A special this week. Stephen Chicken here with Dave Hartrick, as usual. How are things, Dave?
1: All good, all good.
0: Good? Bit good bit It is a bit nippy, isn't it?
1: It has. It's dropped. Oh, it's yeah, dropped.
0: it's a bit colder here than it is in Dubai, I think it's probably yes. fair to say.
1: Yeah, yeah, who can blame them?
0: Yeah, so we do have a load of your questions, so thank you to everyone that sent in the questions for this episode. Before we get into those, though, we should probably talk about... Uh, Town's last game against Preston, the three one defeat at Deepdale.
1: Uh I know you've watched the game Dave what what did you make of that i I think they they all the good things that town have done since Cowley has got there they came up against yeah <laughs> you know the're sort of bogging down the midfield they're making it difficult to break um, they're working on crossing positions and getting a ball in good wide areas they're all the things that Preston did to hurt town. I think it's impossible not to talk about the game without talking about the Elphick injury because yeah. that really was the moment where you went, oh right, well this game is gone. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm I'm an Elphick booster, <laughs> as you know, but um, it it just, it really does change the makeup of that back four, particularly with Jaden Brown out as well. And... You know, we said it on the podcast in our preview, Steve, they're, they're a good side with lots of ways to hurt you if you go and lose two of the back four that has been on that run and has played, as we've talked about, so well together. It's very difficult, isn't it? And then you take out Hogg as well, who yeah. was suspended. It was just... Fraser Campbell was injured as well. Yeah. all,
0: all the None of the players they've got in that squad that aged over 30 yeah. and, and finished I, the game.
1: I think it showed, because there was no evidence of... Uh, being able to adapt and overcome yeah. or you know get get themselves get their heads on the game you highlighted to me in the whatsapp um, conversation we had about it the the incident where Shinda lost absolutely lost his mind after a sort of relatively straightforward free kick mm. award and y- you can't do that and that's where you can see yeah that's the team who hasn't got the, they haven't got that person calming them down and keeping them doing the things they're good at
0: yeah, which you can understand after an injury to a teammate, mm. where it was clear that Ryan Ledson should have been sent off. Oh, that's that's yeah, it was uh, criminal. Uh, that. Yeah,
1: I mean it's 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 not a red card; it's blooming purple card. You know, yeah. it's one and a half. Really, it, there was a time in football where that sort of challenge was a yellow, and you just had to put yourself up. But to go in that high and that far away from the ball and catch him there and... He's
0: got form for it as well. Yes. Uh, yeah, he, 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 you you just put, he put his name into Google the first thing that comes up. is a horror tackle he yeah. last year. So. Well,
1: this is it. One of the things I alluded to when we did the preview was that they've lost Ben Pearson, who's the most yellow-carded footballer, I think, since about 2015 in the Championship. But they can cope with that because he's always suspended and they, they do throw themselves in. But they're not they're not a dirty team they're just a niggly team who stick to a game plan and who whose first priority is to stop you playing stop you doing the things that you're good at mm. and that's what town have been on this run you know that's what they did to brentford for example yeah. where they they go right this is what you're good at you're not going to be able to do that in this game so learning curve i don't think there's any disgrace in losing to preston at this point i no. think it would be I don't know if they'll stay the course, uh, Championship wise. I would be amazed if they don't make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, But they are going to be certainly a top eight side in the Championship. Town have lost to a top eight side in the Championship. They've only been out the relegation places for, I think, two match days. Is what it is. Yeah. Move on to the next one. Yeah,
0: quickly forgotten, and yeah, obviously wishing all the best to Tommy Elphick in his recovery. We're yet to find out how long he's going to be out, but knowing the injuries, it could be.
1: It's it's not looking lengthy. good, and I think you know, Tyrone Mings tweeting him and Villa tweeting him and what have you. That that's people who in the industry who know mm. ligaments at his stage in his career. I mean, I'm sure he'll come back, but it's it's a tough recovery that yeah. one it's a tough recovery and it's the injury you most fair isn't it the yeah. as a footballer yeah and it's also mentally you know because he's missed out on the trip to Dubai and you know we, we, one of the questions here is about the trip to Dubai and we'll get into that but obviously it's not just about training it's about spending time with the team and a bit of morale and well, sure, we, shall we get
0: straight into that yeah then? it's a question from a Jim Chism, Jim
1: Chizom
0: Jim 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 Jism says what's the perceived benefit of warm weather training in the middle east improved physical conditioning
1: team bonding or both um i actually a few years ago i spoke to an ex pro about sort of warm weather training camps and going away and they they their answer to me was that you can all the sports scientists in the world can tell you you know in warm weather you can do this this and this or your body recovers in a different way and all that sort of thing he says ultimately it all comes down to one thing and it's getting the players away together and even if you're in like a six-star hotel in Dubai or if you're in a three-star hotel in Spain it's the morale of going away and having a break and he was saying that it's very different doing it during the season as opposed to like the pre-season getaway because it feels forbidden (laughs) it feels you know it feels like there's no way around it you work hard while you're there but it also feels like a jolly up with your mates and I think when you look at the run town we're on and you look at what's happened over the summer and you look at the start of the season and you look at the changes and everything yeah probably do that squad some good just to go and you know sit in the pool for an hour bring in the band, <laughs> as they say so yeah it, it's i i don't think there's any real I'm, I'm sure a sports scientist would give you various things yeah I've, you various I've even things, i've been googling
0: this and it's even people saying things like oh it's good for your vitamin d and yeah it,
1: it, i think all that is very negligible i think it's purely and the other thing is it'll be good for them to go away with cowley because this will never come out and town would never report on it officially but at some point they will be allowed at least one meal a night out yeah. and they, you know, they may well see a slightly different side of Cowley and it's, it's good, you know, yeah. it's it's good bonding. It's,
0: it's almost their pre-season, isn't it? Cause yeah. Because they didn't get the pre-season with them. It's a similar schedule to what they had in Austria, apparently. Mm. They're doing like the double sessions every day and, um, you know, very intense but by the looks of things they're sort of trying to keep it fun at least. Yeah and they've been playing like you know the 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 volley tennis and things yeah. like that so looking at the videos so. well
1: this the the other this something else the guy said to me He said you know there's a world of difference between running hard and doing training drills in 30 degree heat when you know you can go in the pool later and mm. you're allowed a um, a minimum a minimum amount of alcohol and you can sit there with your mates etc than there is doing it down in Leeds Road in two degrees you know freezing cold and going home it's just it's purely the morale boost and I play we're all guilty of forgetting that football is a human aren't we yeah
0: exactly uh a second question from Jim uh Sabrina the teenage witch or the chilling adventures of Sabrina chilling adventures
1: really yeah I've not not watched it I'm a big don't get me wrong I'm a big MJH fan yes Joan Hart (laughs) Who now spends the majority of her time acting in uh, Christian films. Best friends with Jenna Fisher, who I believe you're also a fan of. Is that right? Yes. Have I got that confused? I do enjoy the US office. Yeah. Um, But no, chilling adventures every single time. Okay. I mean, it's not even close. Um, Next question is from Puffy Mouse, uh, who gives me a lot of good feedback on Twitter, actually. Um, And there's two questions. So we'll start... Potentially flow and congolo departing in January, injury to Elphick, Sank too lightweight, on too raw. Do you foresee additions to the bat line in the transfer window and who, etc.?
0: Yeah, I think Elphick's injury, i, I wrote a piece yesterday about the, the recruits that they need to have in the that they might need to bring in, in the January transfer window, and I was mainly looking sort of higher up the pitch and at midfield. I think they needed a left back. Either way, yeah, uh, they were so light in that position before the season. We highlighted it before the season began. They only had Terence Cagala, who's kind of, you know, three quarters of a left back.
1: Yeah, you know my
0: feeling. <laughs> and Ter- uh, and Jaden Brown, who is very inexperienced, and he's done well, but he's twenty years old. He's had one senior appearance before this season. Um, they they, I think it's clear that Herbert Bockhorn is not. <laughs> Not anywhere near that He's, first team as we've we've discussed before.
1: Interestingly, the videos in Dubai, he seems to be quite a popular member of the squad. Yeah, he keeps propping up in the middle of these videos, you know, right in the centre of the band. <laughs> so
0: yeah, which I think is probably why we we sort of hypothesised before the season began that that might be why Yancey brought him in mm. to be like his guy on the training pitch. Yeah, um, I mean, you never know if if. It could be that he does something really impressive out there, but I mean, he's, he's only made one appearance all season and that was in that League Cup game. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not been in the Cowley squad so oh, far. He, he so. was rubbish in that game as well.
1: Yeah. I, for what it's worth, I think you're exactly right. I think that I don't like Congola at left-back no. and Town need a centre-back now with Elphick out. I mean, I'd be surprised if we saw Elphick this side of April. We may do, but yeah. you know, if, mean, if at all this season. If at all this season, we'll find um, out
0: next week, won't we? But.
1: So there's a centre back there. I don't think Congola played very well against Preston. No, I think didn't. notably, noticeably, his attitude was slightly out of line to the game. As I think those that have been playing have. I think there's a different intensity in the 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 Cowley, yeah, you know, sort of group, and Congola's not been in that, so he needs to change and adjust I mean you're exactly right at left back I honestly think they may well have to look at putting Flo in at left back well
0: they might have to do that immediately because notably Jaden Brown has not traveled with the squad to Dubai yeah. he's the only one at the senior squad that isn't on international duty other than Elphick who's yeah. not gone over which uh I know he got he got that kick against um Brentford and he missed mm. out on the Preston game as a result of that injury um I wonder Kylie Obviously, always plays his cards quite close to his yeah. chest. I wonder if that injury might be a little bit worse yeah. than they were letting on to begin with. But. Uh, the,
1: the, the funny thing is, I've seen I at left back a couple of times internationally. Yeah, and because i well see him again on Sunday. Yeah, against England, because he's not on his favoured side, he's a lot more disciplined. Mm. He's a lot more cautious because he uh, he just doesn't have the sort of faith he has in his abilities on the right. Mm. So it may not be uh, it may not be that that bad a decision really, but I mean in terms of potential candidates coming in, I mean who who knows really because town have have now got David Webb in, they've got new managers, all mm. of them will have new input. I suspect they might look to loan a centre back rather than buy one because they don't know what the options are going to be in the summer. I think it depends I, if... I mean, Elphick's going to be, what, 35 in the summer? Uh,
0: no, he'll be 33. Is he 33? Next, he's four days younger than me. He'll ah. be 33 next... Yeah, next so he's September.
1: 33. So they're going to have... Schindler, I I would hope, would stay. They're going to have Elphick. We don't know what's going on with Kongolo. Mm. Romari Edmonds, Green, Stankovic. There's some decisions to be made there. Yeah, I,
0: I think it. I think it... It depends what's going on with Jaden Brown because if he does stick with Congolo at left back, then that automatically means Stankovic is going to be playing centre yeah. back. If he does well, they might decide actually if we can get Jaden Bra- Brown back yeah. sooner or later, then we've got we've still got Schindler, Stankovic, yes, yeah. um, and Congolo that can play centre back. We'll get in another left back and left back, mm. and then we've got someone to go with with Jaden Brown. Um, obviously, Danny Simpson's not. Uh, massively long-term option at right back yeah. but I don't think that's something they need to particularly look at right now
1: no and I think look you've signed him till the end of the season yeah. he's playing really really well he seems to be enjoying himself who knows you, you yeah. town may well be able to tie him up but if he doesn't then you can deal with that in the summer um, second question from Profi Mouse. yeah Julian Winter's replacement, any thoughts on who would be a suitable candidate? There's three questions here. I know, I
0: know. Um, Well, I think I'll be fairly brief on the Julian Winter uh, one because... Uh, yeah, we just, we don't know. We're trying to find out basically, but obviously with the club being away and it being international yeah. break, it's it's not as
1: easy to get hold of, of people. One or two changes in the comms team as well. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, so it's it's not as easy to get hold of people as it as it normally is. So we are going to try and get an update on where that chief exec recruitment is up to as soon as we can. You'd expect that they'd have already been interviewing people.
1: Yeah, I the, the, my sort of only input here is that I don't think. I saw one or two people saying, "Oh, we want somebody who knows the club and all that sort mm. of thing." I don't actually think that's what you need. I think you need somebody who, I, I think, can work with David Webb and get that academy going properly and get a proper structure in place. So I, I it, it's best man for the job, not best man for the club. Yeah, in this instance,
0: particularly with a new chairman, and yeah, you know, that's one of the only positions, other than sort of, you know, Dave Ralph Sykes and and. Yeah. Uh, and and Sean Jarvis that hasn't changed over the mm. past year. So yeah, if if they get someone that Hodgkinson trusts and as you say that can work mm. with David Webb, then I think that's that's the main thing. I don't think it needs to be an. It. It's hard to even see who they yeah. would promote and into I, that job if they I internally. I think
1: the other thing Town have got on their side is they're suddenly a reasonably attractive proposition again. Yeah, you know, there's a there's a time even this year where it would have been. A far tougher recruitment process than it is right at this moment, so I suspect they can probably get a quite a good quality candidate in yeah. in truth uh,
0: puffy Mouse's third question is definitely one for you Dave <laughs> uh, he says Aaron Moye's moved to Brighton seems to be indifferent um, What do we think or can we speculate about what Moy will do in January? Will he still be a, a town player
1: um I think indifferent is is Wrong, actually. He's been really, really good. And the the fans really, really like him. Potter really likes him. He took a couple of games to get going. He played in a League Cup game. It, it took him a while to get minutes in the Premier League. Purely because the players in front of him were playing really, really well. I mean, David Proper for Brighton this season has been a bit of a revelation when he's been, a, you know, maybe a 6 out of 10 up until now. But when he's come in, you know, the Newcastle game and others, he's been really, really good, Moy. Um, and it's such a fluid midfield. He's going to get plenty of minutes before the end of the season. So I, I, I can't see anything happening in January. I'm also told um, from somebody within the club that he's, he has really taken to Brighton. the squad. Yeah, as, as Matt, Matty Ryan, I didn't realise this beforehand, but Matty Ryan is basically his best mate in football. Yeah. Um, so he's he's really happy. He's quite content, and I I think from from what I can from the bits and bobs I'm told, he's in a really good place at the moment because genuinely I think he's happy at Brighton and to see the season out. And I think Brighton want to keep him, um, and we'll see what happens in the summer because I think he'll be quite happy to come back up here if he has to. He'll be quite happy to stay at Brighton. So.
0: Hodgkinson weirdly did suggest that a, a move abroad might be on the cards.
1: Yeah, I but I can understand that because I can. Um, he's he's an Australian footballer, so he's we're not dealing with sort of a you know a closeted Englishman who won't yeah <laughs> don't want to go anywhere. And there are leagues, and I'm looking specifically at one where an ex-Huddersfield Town manager is currently managing, <laughs> where Moy, where it's a bit. Slower and a bit more technical, where Moy would fit in like a dream. So I'm sure he would have plenty of. You talked about suitors. League One with Blackpool. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know if you'll see him in town colours again, but you will definitely see him in Brighton colours again, without a shadow of a doubt. Same colours, mate. And, and I think uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if if we tried to buy him in the summer. Yeah. And he's done the right thing, ultimately, because he signed that contract to make sure that town would get money for him. Yeah. So no fan could begrudge him that. Yeah. And who knows? He may, you know, time moves on. He'll be 32, I think, by uh, the end. You're adding about
0: three years to everyone's age. I think he's only about 28, 29. Double check that. I am going to double check. Well, he'll
1: be it'll be 30, 31 then, say. Yeah. Um, so... He's, he's probably got one more. Oh, we're talking about the end of the, se- the, end yeah, of the end season? Yeah, end of the season, yeah.
0: Aaron Moy is live Googling here. He's 29 years old now. Yeah. So yeah he'll be I
1: think he'll be 30 at the end of the season. So he's, prob- birthday, so. so he's probably got one more, not big move, but he's got one more move before he needs to settle somewhere for a couple of years, really. Yeah. So he's got small children as well, hasn't he? He's yeah. got at least one. He's got one uh, toddler, hasn't he? Yeah, I, mean, I believe so. I'm not 100% on that. So so yeah uh hdafc dreams what we all have Stephen. what we all have <laughs> um potential departures in january i think probably the easiest thing to do that is because yeah. we've got some contracts that are expiring a list as well yeah um let's run through them one by one and have just have a little yeah. chat so potential departures in january these are the ones
0: that he suggested by the yeah way. This or, this
1: or together. do we think they're gonna do we think it could happen or she suggested or she yeah okay. <laughs> uh, so top of that list is Florent Haddish and I
0: yeah i can't see it happening maybe next of the summer. injuries yeah the injuries he's, he's i think he's still well liked within the squad like he obviously struggled 4 weeks
1: ago i'd say yes
0: <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah no i i can't see it probably in probably in the summer you'd, you'd have a look at that
1: but yeah I he think, it's known he believes he's a premier league player yeah so Let's like, see if
0: you can prove it. Maybe on the wing. He did put, be, They played behind closed-door friendly last week. He played on the wing in that. Did he? And then Benza played as number it. 10 from looking <laughs> at the lineup,
1: I've told you that's what to do with him. I've yeah. told you Gareth Bale him. Yeah. Um, Terence Congolo, I think that one, if they got the right offer in January, bear in mind he's, what, 17 million quid's worth of yeah. player? Town's I think club record signing. I think if, if somebody came in with 17 million quid, then they would say, yeah, because yeah. they could replace him with that money. They could replace him with two players with that money quite easily. Yeah. But I don't think anyone's going to come in with that money in January. That's mm. the issue. Um, so, yeah. but it, I, I think he's going to stay, but with an asterisk.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, I think, is the way of putting that one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, Steve Mounier then. I think he's gone.
1: Yeah, me too. We spoke about this, didn't we? Yeah,
0: he, um, he just. We, yeah, we won't bang on about him too much, but I think he just doesn't fit into that. He looked alright when he came on against Preston, but he just doesn't fit into that he's, squad he's at all. He's an old.
1: expensive luxury at yeah, the moment. Yeah, Both in speaks.
0: terms of the sale value they could get for him and his wages, yeah. everything like that. Just it, it would make sense if they get an offer anywhere sort of above. What, five, six million? Yeah. Take it.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're, you're talking about a player who isn't playing. Yeah. And who I think longer 69 term... 69
0: minutes under the Cowleys, I think.
1: Yeah. And I think longer term, the Cowleys would like Coroma um, to be the third choice. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think Muneo's you know, gone. I I, smell a bit of a loan deal with option to buy at the end of yeah. the season from someone from Muneo. And um, Benza... <laughs> mm. I think I I think he's gone. I, if they get any
0: kind of reasonable offer, th- there's one thing that you that I would point out with Mbenza, which is he's played two made two appearances for the Callies, both as subs, 64 minutes in total. Um, against Preston, they had injuries, yeah, and he didn't make the bench. Josh yeah. Caroma and Keir Harrett, Kean Harrett made the bench, yeah. ahead of him, um, mm. hmm. <laughs> which. It's not looking great. No, for £11.5 million pounds worth of player, allegedly.
1: We, um, again, these are, this, we've had off-pod chats about this, but we talked about him, Ben's on a podcast, and I said about his body language coming on and what have you. And Danny Cowley said in the press conference that week that people were misreading him and what have you, so I apologise for that, Danny. <laughs> but there's something not quite right there I, yeah. I, I still I mean I've always been again a bit of an inbenenza booster I think there's a player in there we've never seen him fully confident free of stress and going the right way but the problem is town have been on a really good run mm-hmm. and we still haven't seen anything whereas dear Carby we have yeah so I don't know again it, the problem with him is I put him with Congola it's if they get an offer because yeah. at the moment, Who's coming in with serious money for Mbenza? Mm. It's tough to see anyone in in January particularly. Yeah, when it's a tough market anyway. It, I don't know. Um, Pritchard, absolutely zero chance no, of him going for so. me.
0: No, unless someone comes in with you know Philip
1: Billing money for yeah. him. And I don't think a Premier League club. Would I mean, how, we've how many between us? We've covered every one of Cowley's press conferences between us. I think you've only... Yeah, m- yeah pretty well. Um, and he mentions Pritchard literally in every other one, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah. And how much he wants to work with him, how he's looking forward to having him an option. He's still not really playing his favored four, two three one, which is what he talks about without Pritchard, so I think there's no chance of, no. of him going anywhere. Uh, Colin Quana has been out injured,
0: so it's difficult to assess. I know he's a really popular figure in the squad, mm-hmm. but I just feel like he's, for me, he's not good enough for what town want to be anymore. When when they were, when they were, they signed him when they were a team in the lower half of the championship who were looking to get into the top half of the championship. And then it happened, and people at the club will tell you, the promotion happened way faster yeah. than they expected. Yeah. I, I don't think he's I really like Colin, you know, as a mm. person from the interactions of have had with him, and things like that, but I just don't think he's good enough.
1: No, I I mean, I, I wrote about players that the Cowleys could potentially use and, and Quaner is one that there is a world where he could do a job for them in the middle just feeding those either side of him. But I, I think you're right, I think they're going in a different direction. They've not missed him, have they? No, so. but again... Like he he had a really good spell at Ipswich mm. on loan and they loved him so I think we've
0: mentioned this before whether he might go back yeah. like playing at that top
1: end of League One. If he was happy and he enjoyed his time there then that might make sense. And you feel like if somebody came in with I don't know, two hundred grand yeah, it'd go. Um Moi we've yeah, spoken about we've covered them. off. <laughs> yeah.
0: Ramadan Sobey, yeah, yeah, we've had a couple of questions about him. He's uh, out on loan for the rest of the season, mm. I believe, up till next summer. Uh I don't know if there's a break clause in that, but I imagine even if there was, neither team would be I, particularly keen to break it. Yeah He has been playing regularly for Al Ali who just won the When league, they
1: so. when they announced the loan deal, the, the people I spoke to seemed to suggest he won't coming back. Yeah. One way or another, he won't coming back. The problem Town have got again is how do you get money for him in this mm. situation?
0: It's unlikely to turn into a permanent deal in January. I would no, well he's,
1: The thing about him is Stoke signed him and he played Premier League football and he scored Premier League goals and got Premier League assists mm. and there's obviously a player there mm. but there's obviously something else going on for Town to sign him originally in the Premier League, not play him, yeah. farm him out on loan for... You know, these are these are effectively permanent deals when your is yeah. not there for 18 months. Again, it's how to town construct a deal where they get money for him. Um, the thing is, I think he's a player they could use. I think he's a, a, a player they might be able to use. But
0: As far as I can see from looking at transfer Transfermarkt, I don't know how up-to-date this is. He has been playing in the Egyptian Premier League and he's, uh, he's scored three mm. goals in his three starts so far this season. So... Uh, I don't know. You would think that if he continues that kind of form, they might want to. They'll probably want to make that permanent if he's happy to stay there.
1: So. Yeah, I, I don't know. about something. I mean, who knows? Premier League offers for Grant.
0: Yeah, I, that's I mean the we've big covered
1: one. again. We've covered this on the last podcast. Really, if Town got a level of money that they can't turn down for anyone, then he'd have to go. But you're probably talking a player you sign for two million. You're probably talking going for a minimum of twenty two yeah. plus. So, and David Webb did say on West Yorkshire Sport Daily on BBC Radio Leeds
0: last week, mm. basically echoed what, what we said, which is unless something really spectacular happens in January, yeah. we're we'll going anywhere.
1: And the thing, I mean, if Town, if Town got £25 million for a striker, mm. I, I don't think any fan of the club should be annoyed at that. Mm. Yeah, it would be a huge loss, but you, that's the level of money where you can go and get two, possibly three players to replace him. Mm and it's just an insane amount of money you know that's 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 money you can use in the summer etc so but i it's just not going to happen um contracts expiring in 2020 do you think these will be extended
0: yeah so we've got stankovic first haven't we
1: completely depends on the back half of the season doesn't yeah. it if he if he or even just the next few weeks he's really got to take his chances hasn't he in yeah. the first team there's a player don't, don't, don't say takes that chance we don't say <laughs> that name on this podcast there's another podcast <laughs> um, he's got a there's a player there but I go back to that Lincoln game where he was the more experienced of the two at the back mm. and he passed Akindi over because he was getting beaten up a bit mm. and that's all strikers in the championship beat you up so yeah,
0: uh, yeah he's a lovely guy on Stankovic but as you say, he it, it, it has to take this chance, doesn't I, it? It's hard you, if he can't seize this this chance, then it's hard to it's yeah. hard to imagine that they'd be like, okay, another
1: three here's for you. I know we want to get through these questions, but just to throw a ta- slight yeah. tangent in it, do you think he's a defensive midfielder or a central defender? Because I think he's a defensive midfielder.
0: Yeah, when I, I've the games I've, I've obviously not really seen him that much, but when I have seen him. He's been better in defensive
1: midfield. I've actually seen him play quite well. In his passing midfield. is is good. Yeah. You know, he's not he's not Gerarding balls all over the place, but he's a very very solid pass of the ball. So I don't I don't know whether he's you know realistically we should be looking at him as cover for Hog rather than as yeah. cover for one of the centre halves. Maybe it's his versatility that's killing him a bit.
0: Yeah, quite possibly jack of all trades kind of thing.
1: So I don't know there um, catch. Lars Kachunga. Yeah.
0: Hmm. He's a he's a tricky one again. It's kind of he's better than Quaner, but it's a similar kind of thing, isn't it? The he's a really, really, really popular character in the dressing room, um, but is he what
1: they need anymore? He runs a lot. He shuts the flank down. He's brilliant defensive cover, but could you get somebody who does that and is a better finisher? Mm. <laughs> Is the question. And and that? I think
0: probably the answer to whether they extend that contract probably depends on that question. Because mm. we've talked about this uh, off air catcher, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. And and we were we were fifty fifty, I think both of us fifty fifty. I'm I think I'm slightly more towards the Joe, I'll give him another year or two. Yeah. Whereas you're more towards the I, he's <sighs> got he's got the automatic extension I think that they can yeah. trigger. Um, I would say just trigger that extra year. They could always sell him in the summer.
1: I I don't think he's a bad player by any stretch. I think he's I think he's a good player. I think, but I think he's a player who, not as a limited role, but who serves quite a specific function now. Mm. In in when he was there for Wagner, he did everything he does now, and he's always been a really really hard worker. But he. He, he was slightly more confident in front of goal, and he was a bit more creative. And he's lost a little bit of that. And you know, we're we're three years on in his career here, so mm. he's that bit older. I think it. I, I it, right. If you can trigger that extension, he's not on massive money. He's a popular member of the squad. You know very, he's gonna
0: work hard.
1: He's very good to have on a bench because he can cover across the front three yeah. as well. I, you know, give him a year, give him two years, but you know, if if he's earning above a certain amount, I'd say no. I mm. don't know what his wage yeah, is, but know. you know, it that it depends on that. And those actually. those
0: automatic extensions from I did a bit of reading about them in the summer and the legalities around them and things like that, and I believe that sort of the best practice to avoid leaving yourself open to a player basically suing you and taking to taking you to cash over it. It's got to have a little bit of a pay bump in there. It doesn't have to be much, but I think it has to be yeah. sort of a, a little bit of a pay
1: riser for those sort of yeah. extensions. So It's a diffi- it's difficult it, it, I, one As now. you
0: say, I think it depends who they can get to I, it, replace him. I think
1: he's... I I genuinely think if you, we had 10 Tam fans in here, they'd be exactly the same. Five would be four and five would be... Yeah. Mm, so I don't know. Um, Simpson, if you can get him for another year, sign him up, but he's on... High wages because yeah. he came without a transfer fee till the end of the season, so it was a risk-reward type contract. Basically, it it depends. Uh, I mean, he will be. He is thirty-three now. It I keep turns, getting ages wrong.
0: Got that one right. He turns thirty-three in January.
1: Yeah, thirty-three in January. So next season he'll go thirty-four. He's got a brilliant engine on him, mm. and his fitness you know if you look at his injury record until last season you know when he he basically got injured and fell out of favour he was pretty phenomenal you know he Mm. he really did just play game after game my worry with Simpson is not town my worry is that somebody else is watching Danny Simpson playing and going my
0: suspicion this isn't based on anything but I would yeah I think he I, I can't see him being there next season
1: if you were if you were promoted into the Premier League this season yeah, and you need him. a right back yeah. you'd, you'd have a look at Danny Simpson he'd, wouldn't you
0: I think he'd leave with, with thanks and a handshake but mm. he's, he's, I think if he goes at the end of the season having played every other game between now and the end of the year he's done his job he's done what he's brought yeah. in to do fulfilled that role they can get they can pick up a 29 year old right back in, yeah. in January on a free
1: yeah, I, I'd agree there. So we'll see with Simpson. Quano, I mean, we've discussed I, that. Yeah. I don't think. I don't know if he goes in January, but I don't think he gets a new contract in no. the summer. Uh,
0: Coleman, I think. It depends who they get. Yeah. I suspect they're not in any great rush to renew that contract, to be honest.
1: No. He's a solid keeper, but.
0: his third choice. He's 24, I think he is. This is the stage of his career where he should be now. Yeah, playing regular first-team football, yeah, but he's third-choice at the moment. And unless he's got his mindset on a career as a second-choice goalkeeper...
1: Um, I yeah. mean, he's one you look at. He's one who should be saying, no, I don't want a contract. Yeah. I want to go and play yeah, football. I'll go and play for
0: Shrewsbury or whoever.
1: And the reverse of that, Schofield, I think Town have to yes. sign him. In. I think Schofield... Get that a, sorted soon as well. He has
0: a good chance... I think if he isn't starting next season, he'll certainly be starting the season after the, the track that he's on.
1: I, I, Town could do a lot worse than trying to get another loan keeper next year, but playing Schofield in you know every cup game, yeah. uh, every, every opportunity it presents, Which I think was though. probably the intention. Yeah, because he I, did play in that league cup. I game, mean, but. you saw you saw how good he is against Borough with those couple of saves, but you also saw. How he's got to do the de Gea thing and bulk up a bit and get used to which he has said himself yeah. in interviews. He's trying to. So I, I I think next season might be a bridge too far. Yeah. But I would expect him to appear ten to twelve times next season yeah. as a minimum. And I mean, I got a stick for saying this on another podcast, but goalkeepers are easy. You can go and get a lone goalkeeper. You can go and, I mean, you can go and sign an out contract goalkeeper because. You know, at 38, they can still be really, really yeah. good at their job. So, I, I that's why I'd sort of quietly say goodbye to Coleman. But I, I I'd get, get Schofield good. sorted before the end of January because yeah. he's a prospect. Um, and then a loan release for Shalabar and Grabara. I think Grabara has ambitions beyond Huddersfield Town. That's the thing there. He's in. I don't know if Town fans have picked up on this because he's not been in front of the press a lot. But he is a incredibly confident person yeah
0: he's he's very business-like the way that he talks about yes. his game he's yeah he's definitely one of those players who this is his job and this yes. is his career he's not a yeah. fo- I don't think he's he, a football fan I can't imagine him going home <laughs> and watching five matches a week
1: yeah I don't want to misquote him so I won't tell you the exact quote but if you search for it there is a time when somebody asked him if he was better, you know how good he was and he did proceed to give a list of very good goalkeepers that he was better than. <laughs> um, he, you know, I but I don't think that's a bad thing for a keeper. No. I, I genuinely don't. So I, I, I think Town would love to keep him and who knows Liverpool he's not getting past Alisson. So <laughs> he's probably not getting past Adrian. Yeah, moment, and so. I, I he doesn't strike me as a player who wants to sit on the bench in the Premier League. Yeah. So maybe, who knows, yeah. Town could could sign him up for a year. Um, but, you know, if not, don't worry, you'll just sign another keeper, that's yeah. what happens. But Chalabar best player on the end. By a mile at the start of the season, I thought. And particularly apart under from, Hudson, even. Yeah, yeah, apart apart from Grant, who's just been Mr. Consistent throughout, but he's he's dropped off a cliff this last month or so. You know, mm. I yes, I, I know there's the whole central defender midfielder thing. He, he was he plays as a central defender for England. He's been a central defender in youth football and reserve football for a long time, but. I don't know I know that Preston is not the best game to judge anyone
0: on but he played that number six role in Hogg's absence uh, against Preston when they went back to Midfield 3 and didn't exactly make the most of that opportunity I
1: wouldn't say no it's what's slightly worrying for me watching Chalabar is that burst of being able to carry the ball over twenty yards to immediately turn a very stodgy defence into an attack mm. on the front foot. He's completely lost that over the last yeah. month. He's just not carrying the ball at all and his his passing's gone off. The energy's still there but there's He's struggling a little bit at the moment. He looks to me like a player who needs
0: a bit of time off, and I know that he dropped out the England squad with yeah. a bit of an injury last yeah. last international break. But he, yeah, he looks to me.
1: It wouldn't surprise me if he was carrying an eagle. If he was, if he mm. had one of those injuries where it's not enough yeah. to not play or train, but it's constantly, mm. it's it, you know, it's constantly there because there's something not quite right about him physically. So I. Can't see Town extending that loan, but you know, at the same time, again, I don't want to make it sound easy. But you just go and get another yeah. if you, your loan slot in the squad for that midfielder or what have You you just go and loan another midfielder. Mm-hmm. Chelsea have a million of them, and I think often I, have a million.
0: I, if I'm doing the prediction, I would say we'll probably see uh, Chalobah putting in some good performances. He'll get. I think he'll get another good run. Oh yeah, absolutely. Before, yeah. Between now and the he's end of the season, he's a good player. He's a quality yeah. player.
1: Which is why the drop-off yeah. so much. I mean, I was, looking on, I was looking on a forum and I was looking on a couple of things on Facebook and a lot of town fans going in very heavy on him yeah. over the last couple of games. Whilst I think that's probably unfair, I can completely understand it as well because he's, he's not looked anything like the player he did.
0: I think if he was... It's a tricky one because he is only 20, mm. but he's also... And this change in position. yeah. But he's also on loan from Chelsea, so the expectations are going to be there. And I think with a loan, people are always sort of going to judge you a bit more highly than if you're a permanent transfer because yeah. they know that they're not going to sign him. Mm. So they need him to be good now. It's when yeah. you're saying, oh, well, he's still developing because they signed him to be to do mm. a job and be good now.
1: I mean, he could if he plays really, really well, uh, the impression I get is that, you know, he enjoys being part of that squad and what have you. If he picks up and plays really well before the end of the season, then... Who knows, you know, he, he, may, he may get another season at town, but he's, he's got to find his rhythm again. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm going to skip in those questions to one from JSH then, uh, which is what positions the Cowleys and David Webb are likely to want to strengthen? Um, again, it's a piece I wrote the other day. Um, we've talked about left-back. I think mm. that, that remains, obviously, a, quite a dire need. I think they need a number 10. I just asked and started answering the question there. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> I think they need a number 10 and I think they, to me, I think they might need another experienced central midfielder, but I don't know what mm-hmm. your thoughts are.
1: Um, I think we don't know what's happening with Simpson, so I think they're light in both fullback areas, if I'm honest. Yeah. It, I'm looking longer term here. Um, but that's, you know, we've spoke about that since the transfer window yeah. shut. I I think, the number 10 thing is interesting because uh, I keep coming back to the name Reese Brown. Are Town going to use him or not? Because mm. he's doing very well in the, the development slash under 23s team. Um, I know he's very well thought of. I I think that, uh, you know, I keep thinking that Pritchard's been out for all this time, Brown hasn't had a run. What's, what's the issue there? <laughs> Yeah. Why has he not at least made a couple of benches? So I don't know. So I think you might be right with the number 10 because they may be looking at Brown and saying, yeah, you need a year. Yeah. Um, bit like Karoma, who... Maybe that, a bit of League One. Yeah. I mean, they've said in press conferences we've been in that they like Karoma and that he's a quality player, but that he needs to sort of uh, get a little bit more physical and a little bit more confident. And I wonder if they exact same criticism of Brown. Yeah. So I think I think you're right with the number ten. But I, you see, I've seen a bit of Reece Brown, and I know what a good player he is. He's not a kid. He's not. No, he's 23. He's 23, and there's a player there that Town can use. So in my heart of hearts I sort of think maybe get a loan as a number 10 Mm. because you have a player there longer term. That's what I would
0: suggest as well. Remember that they wanted Kieran Dow and they they didn't get him because... And that
1: makes a lot of sense now with hindsight. Yeah, well,
0: we were told at the time this, this, and we can say this now because Huskinson said it himself, they had Dow lined up for Mm. when Moy went because they obviously... And Moy didn't go. Yeah, basically. (laughs) They knew that they would be interested in Moy but it, it... dragged on longer than they thought it was going to and Dow's agent lost patience and took him to Derby instead, basically. So that deal was basically yeah. all but done. They were just yeah. waiting for, for Moy. And you then... can't you can't blame him for that. No, you though, can't though. blame him for that. Because it ended up being deadline day for Moy as well. So Yeah. But So
1: I think alone for number ten, I think they need to look at the wide positions as well. Yeah. You, uh, They've Grant, got a
0: lot of numbers.
1: Yeah. But Grout on the left, great, you yeah. know, set in stone. But When you move, uh, we've talked about Kachunga. He does a certain job. Mm. Diakabi, I think, has shown a lot. I I like Diakabi. I think there's definitely a place for him in this system. But Mbenza's still not Mm. showing anything. So do you, you know, longer term, do they need to move for someone there? I don't know. It's interesting because it's answering these questions right now. It's very easy to forget that the cowleys have only been in for is it fifty days now? So yeah, ten on. games,
0: two months. It's it's not yeah. it's not it a long time.
1: 60 days, yeah. So, it's you really got a the answers we're giving now in March could be completely the, yeah. By different. the time we get to Christmas, Kachunga could be have scored fifteen by then. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So yeah.
0: There, there are players that we would have sat here a couple of couple of months ago and said. Mm they're no good, they're no good, who have actually turned out to be decent. So. The
1: one thing I would say is, apart from Grant, there is no position that Huddersfield Town couldn't get an upgrade on. It's just whether they want to and the balance of the team and everything else. Yeah. That's the nature of Championship football. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I think they'll, if Munier does go, they'll obviously need to get another striker in.
1: Yeah, but do they, or do they well, do they give the ball to Karoma? In, in metaphorical terms. Yeah, yeah. And say, prove yourself. I
0: think if they're playing Grant on the left they have to it needs to be a striker who can do the the link up stuff rather than someone who's good But you to be
1: see like to go I know we're skipping all over here but there is a world where Kwaner can do that job yeah. because Kwaner just runs and runs and runs and runs for you yeah. that's what he does he's not brilliant on the ball but ask him to stay in the middle and literally just feed people either side of him he could do that job so who who knows Yeah who knows, who
0: knows? Who knows? Right Uh Dave, Saturday's game was one of the worst games that terrierblog.co.uk have watched in recent memory. What's the worst game you've ever had to sit through either professionally or for fun?
1: Ah, now England in the, who did we play? Was it Nigeria? We played, we I can't remember if it was Nigeria we had in one of our World Cup groups and it was a 0-0 draw and it was played uh, at lunchtime in heat, and it was just the worst game I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) I I think it was only about two shots at goal. In fact, you answer this one, because I'm going to look this up quickly. Yeah. Live
0: Googling. Oh, goodness me. I've, I've been to some absolute stinkers. I've got a spreadsheet of all of my games on there somewhere, and I seem to remember there was... I think it was Barnsley, and I can't remember who they were playing, but it was towards the end of the season... And both teams, neither of them were in a relegation fight, but a point for both teams meant that they were mathematically certain to avoid relegation. Yeah, and would you believe it was nil nil, <laughs> uh, and it, oh, it was unbelievable. It was yeah, that that's definitely definitely my answer. I wish I could remember. Yeah, it, it was it
1: was two thousand and two World Cup. There you go. It was a, a it was a group game, and my word, it was. I mean, as somebody who literally does an England podcast, because he loves watching the international team that was a real test professionally whew. I did earlier this season this very season I did Oldham nil Cheltenham one mm-hmm. and let me tell you that was quite some some game in a in a basically a pretty much empty ground uh, and it was yeah that was tough but I've had I've done I don't want to annoy anyone but I've done Huddersfield Town now for three seasons and done every home game and some of those Premier League games were pretty yeah pretty dire pretty dire it's I don't know because usually like you'll know you'll be the same as me Steve usually even a bad game Like you work in football, there'll be something. You work in football. I work in football. We do podcasts. We write about football. We have done for years. We're obsessives. Mm. So even in the worst game, we'll usually find something to, yeah, you know, some redeeming feature somewhere. But yeah, the thing about the thing about a, a really bad game is when you're sat there. And you're thinking, I've got to find some sort of narrative or an angle on this. Yeah. There's no worse feelings. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, this,
0: this Barnsley versus Derby, I've just dug out the match report. It was, uh, yeah, it was Derby they were playing and it was April 2010. If they were a prize for worst game of the season, this match would be the odds on favourite. That was the, yeah. the start of my report. It was terrible. Awful, yeah. awful game. Um, yeah, I'm trying I'm try to think of any other ones that I've seen. The, the first game I ever did was a 0-0. Oldham and Yeovil.
1: Yeah. Back in 2009,
0: that was my first ever match report, so...
1: I I tell you, I did... Um, I'm trying to think, actually, two years ago, I did a Bradford game, and they lost... Um, I'm, obviously, I'm completely neutral, but they lost... I think it was 4-1 at home. Mm. Um, and it wasn't a bad game of football, but it was a bad game to be at. The atmosphere was horrible. The the two German own, uh, German owners were still in, and oh, they were no, just yeah. barrack them all yeah. game. And when you're sat in the press box, the director's box at Bradford, where they sat was just up. So you just, it it feels like you're constantly getting grief. What was happening on the pitch was just a complete sideshow. That was, as I said, it wasn't a bad game, but that's certainly the the worst atmosphere I've Mm. experienced. Because Bradford get a decent crowd, so when it turns, you feel it in there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they... Joe, you know, it's funny how like
1: you go to different grounds, and
0: like obviously Yorkshire was my patch for sort of ten years or so and and every ground feels slightly different and Bradford is definitely when I think of Bradford things, I just fans I just think moaning yeah they they absolutely <laughs> love a moan yeah. and they love to slate a referee bradford fans yeah um, i've
1: done, i if town fans want to tick another one off their bingo card of delight, now you've slagged off Bradford fans yeah. Doing Leeds games where the, the press box in Leeds, in effect, isn't a press box, it's just some desks in the middle of the stand. Yeah. And it's. A basically empty stand half the time. Yeah. and The it, old wooden seats. It's. That can be, again, if things are going wrong there, you can feel that echoing around you yeah. as well. Like. Mukteria, um, give us an op to town lowdown, plus compare these stats to top end teams. I'm going to briefly answer this one, Steve. Yeah. I spoke on this podcast a while ago about how I wanted to do a stats piece about town and how it was almost impossible because mm. there was nothing there you couldn't see with her eyes. I want to still want to do that and there'll be some comparison points but there's just not enough of a data set at the moment to no, do a proper... I've, I've tried to do it myself and there's almost no yeah. difference between... I want to, genuinely I want to do something in the new year yeah. and we'll, we'll probably work on it together in truth. yeah. Um, and we'll have a proper look, and we'll do a, a big piece looking certain players, certain positions and where town are and where they are in relation to other sides but
0: because the the problem is is that that obviously last year Town were playing in a completely different yeah. division, yep, half the players that they had then <laughs> have gone yeah, so
1: they start with a different manager in a different formation with a different yeah. set of players, then a new manager comes in, and for a couple of games it doesn't. Go anywhere, it yeah. doesn't really Three games happen. under a caretaker, so it's it's very very difficult because anything you try to do now is just massively reactionary. Yeah. So, but we will come back to you on that. We may, I think it might be worth in the new year doing that piece together and possibly yeah. doing a podcast on it and yeah, going over nice it because I know I get a few town fans asking me stuff like that. So I'll go on to the next one, Dave Hay. Uh, how are reading figures now compared with before a paywall went in? Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, we've got the. For those of you who don't know, we do have pieces behind uh, a system called Ax8 now, where it's it's twenty five p a piece. Uh, if you buy four in a week, then that's it. Like you've got you've got access to everything that's behind mm. Ax8. We're not putting as it stands every article behind there. The four the five conclusions, as you know, have been down behind there. In terms of our sort of raw stats, the page views, it doesn't make a huge difference because people click on it and then get the the, mm. the screen that says, "Oh, you have to pay to read this." Yeah. so they've already clicked on it by that point. That isn't what we want because obviously if they click off within yeah if you click you off tell, within yeah. five seconds yeah, it, yeah. the advertisers won't, won't almost won't count it because uh, the bounce rate will be sort of through the floor. Our numbers end up better now than they were last season, which is which is good our mm. page views. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how much I can I can get into it, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's busy weeks and quiet weeks. We yeah. had a really quiet week couple. Some some days, our numbers are really low, and mm. you're like, but we've put out loads of good stuff, yeah. and there's no reason for it. And other days, you'll put out
1: not much or or yeah. things that
0: you think, ah, I can't see this shift in any numbers, yeah. and everyone reads it. Yeah, Just how I, it works. the
1: two things I'm going to offer there, because I know the things you can't say, is one, none of this is your, I'm not going to say fault, but none of this is your choice. So Steve has no choice whatsoever mm-hmm. over which of his pieces go behind the paywall. And the other thing is the five conclusions, the wildly popular five <laughs> conclusions is available in your newspaper if you actually go and buy one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's always the double-page spreads yeah. day after match day.
0: If you, or yeah, or a couple of days after at least, can I normally write on a Monday yeah. now? so, so
1: if, get- if you if you have some sort of, uh, if you don't want to pay online, etc. I know some people have a real issue with it, absolutely fair enough, but yeah. it is still available. I understand it's a faff to
0: get signed up. I think that's what puts people off more more than well as much as the paying and I know that some people it's like well it's the principle of the thing and I completely mm. understand that point of view uh if it is just like oh I can't be bothered with the faff of signing oh, just, just do it one day because once you've done it you've done it yeah. and I'd say you, if you're going to pay for any of it do the five conclusions because those are those yes. are the those are the thing that I spend most time on and and yeah that's where the most of your sort of if you're into the, yeah. the proper analysis of the games everything goes into that so. yeah
1: but just to reiterate Nothing to do with Steve. <laughs> uh, Tom uh, has sent us this question. How do the Cowley's training methods compare to Seavert's, Yan Seavert, however you pronounce it? I never really knew how to pronounce Siebert. it. Um, Seavert, I heard Seavert. Hear. Seavert, yeah. I heard, by the way, the other day. I think that's just playing wrong. When he was wrong. linked with the Barnsley job.
0: Yeah, because the E's after the I. I think that one's just mm. playing wrong.
1: Uh, would be interested to know how a lower league's coaching methods differed to a coach that arrived from an elite European club. So having been out with them in Austria and then watched the video of them in
0: Dubai the Cowleys are much more hands on uh that that's the first thing I'd notice yeah. I mean it could be that could be an editing thing because obviously No it's not yeah <laughs> okay fine uh yeah they're way more hands on they they look they appear to be way more involved they're constantly talking to the players They're constantly sort of giving instructions, going around doing bits of bits of bant and yeah, uh, the
1: intensity is the thing, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. With with the cowl that's what that's their management style, it's you know, into the players, intensity. This is what we're going to do. It's quite highly individualistic drills as well. I don't, you know, you could tell that from that training video town put out when they first arrived. They're looking at very specialized areas. Mm. Jan was more of a, he was more of a, a system and process Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: to use one of uh, Cowley's favourite words, process. Yeah. He was, he was, I wrote a bit about this. He was uh, in the five conclusions this week. Oh no, it was the five conclusions on the Cowleys first 10 games. Jan was a f- guy with a philosophy, wasn't he? Yeah. He was, I have a way of playing and you are going yeah. to learn it. Whereas I think the Cowleys are much more, what have we got here? Yeah okay, let's maximise what we've got.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, the, the, the Cowleys are, they're there till late at night, they're massive on video analysis. I've seen them walk into the manor house past 10 o'clock on a night myself, still in their training gear, so they're all about the work, you know, all about the work. Mm. Now, I'm not saying Jan wasn't, but when you are a system and process coach, you, and Wagner was the same. Wagner was the same. Wagner was not a sort of intense individualist. You don't put as much work in to the sort of analysis side and the highly specific areas because you believe in your, this is the way that 11 men should Mm. play football together and go forward. Whereas the Cowlers are literally, they're fine detailed men, Mm. you know, and you can see that in their training, their approach. I've urged people on this podcast before to just just go into a, a town game half an hour early and just watch them warm up hmm. and you will see um, Nicky Cowley is sort of involved in all the drills and when I say involved in all the drills he's talking to the players he's pulling people to one side there's he's a that brilliant him. there's he's a
0: brilliant picture I'll show you of him running with the ball yeah during one of the warm-ups and he's, he looks happy as Larry yeah
1: and this is this is the thing that's that's not what they've had before. They, did, as I said, they didn't have that under Wagner. It's not. It's no. a, a very different approach. Some players are going to absolutely love that and revel in it. And longer term, under the Cowleys, will just become completely different individuals. Some players will hate it. Yeah. For some players, just want to get on with what they believe. I is can't what imagine
0: doing. not to put words in his mouth. I can't imagine Matt Glennon being terribly enthused for instance a character that just to cite a character that people will know a bit because you know Matt's bloody dry as sandpaper
1: (laughs) to give give you like a prime example of somebody who would be who would massively benefit from the Cowleys being here if Billing was still at the club they would have their arm round Billing they would have him in individual patterns they would have him knowing what he's doing and he would revel in it I I genuinely believe he would revel in it but there are other individuals who won't, and it, it's why all these players under the cow list wherever they are, whether at Huddersfield or somewhere else, they're all going to have a little bit of a half-life because there does come a point. It's the Pochettino at Spurs things where you start to yeah. burn players out with the with the intensity and what have you. But you've just got to you've just got to admire the work rate and. Town are a long, long, long way from that. Yeah, that's know. like four, or five yeah, years down the road. Yeah, that's year four or five in. So that you don't need to worry about anything about that. But the uh, the thing about European football, without going way off course, <laughs> but it's something that me and Steve, you know, would would enjoy doing a whole podcast on it if we if we had to. But the reason that certain stereotypes are formed about certain leagues is because a lot of them are more system based and yeah. they're more. You know, it is more technical. When I say technical, that doesn't mean more skillful. I mean, it is far more about system and process mm. and how you set up. And whereas, you know, championship football, you need to be more adaptable. You, <laughs> there's yeah. a very different way to play against Preston than there is to play against Barnsley. And we've seen both, haven't we? Yeah. And in between, we've seen a different approach again against Brentford. They've That's changed it basically every game. Yeah, it's how you have to be. And that's why, you know, you can't help but feel, certainly for the time being, Town are probably in the best hands they could be at the moment.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I do, I mean, not to go back too much on this, but I I do feel a bit bad for Jan. And I would say the feeling in the club from from everyone I've spoken to is no one can fault him for effort. He worked worked incredibly hard. He was a lovely guy. Everyone got on with him they respected what he was trying to do, but it just didn't work out. Well, and I even I even spoke to Kelly a bit about it after we did that big interview a couple of weeks yeah. ago, and he said, well, I, to be fair, I wouldn't want to go over to Germany for my first big job and try no. and make a success of myself there. Like, you have to admire the way that he...
1: On the run they were on in the Premier League, being the man after the man, I, it was so against him. And I did say to people at the time, you have got to admire the balls in him to take the job. The thing is, they came into this season and, like, I'm not picking on this player individually or anything like that, but the, that Kachunga miss against Derby on the first day was just a massive sliding doors moment. Because mm. if that goes in and Town get a draw that feels like a win to start their season, I'm, th- I'm convinced they go on and, you know, they possibly win the QPR game. Yeah, and well, do you
0: think about things as well, like if they'd had Danny Simpson at the start yeah, of the season? Yeah. If they'd had Fraser, you know, like yeah anyway
1: if, you know he also had all the turmoil in the summer with the chairman and the recruitment and what's Dean Hull's role yeah. in the club and I mean,
0: this isn't this <sighs> isn't to, this isn't to say again that he's you know the second win of Jurgen Klopp and they'll come to rue the mm. day as we said I think the Cowleys are a much much better fit mm. for town yeah. and what they need than, than Jan ever was um, and obviously you know one win out of 19 is is not a good record for by anyone's standards but I think it was, as you say, the perfect storm of, of everything was against him, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, yeah. I we've both said off mic, can't shake the feeling that at some point he's going to have a very good season or two somewhere. But yeah. it just, wrong, right man, wrong club at that time. Um, I think it's me doing the next one, isn't it? Go for it. And Ben's a Madness. <laughs> uh, could Mounier become Danny Cowley's target man?
0: Potentially. But it's strange that we've not seen that other than yeah. basically in an emergency against Preston. Um
1: My my answer to this is no. <laughs> I do, I I don't think he will. No. I, I no, I don't think he will. But I think we've discussed this before. I think the problem with Mounier is like to accommodate Mounier, your two wide men and your number ten have got to play in a different way. Yeah. Um, and that is not the way the Cowleys have set up in any way shape or form mm-hmm. despite changing everything from week to week so the problem I th- when we were talking about Mounier and Diesel, if people miss that podcast I, the thing I think with Mounier is there's a plan A the plan B is to shift Grant into the middle you know and change the wide men so that's your plan B so Mounier is not actually a plan B he's a plan C (laughs) yeah, and I just think that there's there may come a game where like like I say with Preston you know bringing them on against Preston in that situation that doesn't really speak of a a, a different plan or wanting to use that longer Mm. term does it that's the thing Uh,
0: I think we're on to the final question because we've pretty well gone through everything I think here um, so this is from Greg S he says have Town discovered I'm going to change a word here <laughs> have Town discovered a bit of aggro a bit of street smart on an, on the pitch and on the touchline and how will that help or hinder us if so there seems to have been a rising all around aggro of late something nair seen in years he actually does write the word nair which is nice uh, maybe since the dwindling Lee Clark days Mm. Good thing Matt Glennon's not on the podcast if we're talking <laughs> about Lee Clark, innit?
1: <laughs> or trying to stay swear free. Um, I think, yeah, I, I remarked to you after the Blackburn game, it was you were at the game so you didn't get as much of a sense of it as you did watching it on TV, but mm. there was a definite change in philosophy mm. with some players. It's not about cheating. I hate that no. word because cheating to me is something very, very specific where you break a rule. It's not cheating to buy a penalty. It's not cheating to you know, buy a challenge. If you're smart enough to do it as a footballer, that is a weapon. That is an asset to have. Marnet got that penalty the other week simply by getting himself he had no intention of going for the ball he's just get myself in front of the man in front of Ori. such
0: a one for that Sadio Mane I think think
1: people don't recognise how much of an S house Sadio Mane is but that's (laughs) these are the things that make a difference and having a bit of aggro is I'm going to say it again and I'll get grief again but it's not Jonathan Hogg careering into tackles and pointing at people it's the philosophy of we're going to shut you down in the right areas. We're mm. going to, no matter what it takes, you know, whether it's a tactical foul or whether it's just getting under the right player's skin. <laughs> yeah, take the air out of the crowd and are yeah. away from home. Yeah, kill precious seconds if you're leading or or you're trying to see out a draw. The single most successful ty- uh, side in my lifetime, Fergie's Man United, uh-huh. yeah. and they were the absolute masters of. Not only being absolutely brilliant, but really winding opposition up, mm-hmm. deflating crowds. We, they,
0: we hate them in my house growing up. Yeah. Obviously a household of Liverpool fans, but even, even considering mm. that, for, for exactly those reasons.
1: But there's, you know, there's a reason like Shearer used yeah. to hate playing against them. I think, you know, did he score once against them Something in like his that, career, yeah. when you think about Alan Shearer? And that's because there was a very specific Game plan was here, which is just wind him up, yeah, just get into him, wind him up, get your elbows up. As this, long as you've not got Neil Lennon in the side, you'll yeah, be all right, yeah. But this is what successful sides do, so and you know, if you look mm. back at Cowleys Lincoln, they were the same. It's there's a line, yeah, <laughs> there is a line, but yeah, town could have done with a bit of that last season, yeah, in all, in truth, definitely. And
0: and like I say, we hated Man U, we hated them. To be honest, because because it worked, it was successful. Mm. Like they they squeezed every little advantage out of everything. Yeah. And as good as that side was, they still had and not to like do him down, uh, in case he comes and tries mm. to find me, but they had Roy Keane in there for a reason. Yeah. Um, as brilliant a footballer as he was, he also mm. had that, that cleverness to him. Solskjaer, yeah. another one.
1: Yeah. Uh, See that was but that was always David Beckham's problem because he was Too nice. Too well, you were too thick to cover <laughs> to cover it properly. Yeah. So I think, uh, to be honest with you, Greg, I think I don't think they've I don't think they've discovered it. I think they're just being cute. Yeah. Using their advantages. The one thing they don't want to do, and I'm going to refer directly to the Preston game here. There were a few occasions, particularly with Stockley. I mean, they. Mm there's a difference between buying a foul and just diving yeah and I know carby has been done a couple of times I think one of them was incredibly harsh Q-P- oh uh, the QPR one QPR I one was, it, was a definite was dive was a definite dive but there was another one I forget which one well, it was well they didn't get given that one against um, yeah, for it, Millwall did they this, so. this is the thing it, it, it evens out but you have to be a little bit careful yeah um, there oh is Blackburn is the one you're thinking yes, of sorry yeah yeah, yeah 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 where he bought that penalty yeah yeah and, but that's yeah. the difference that's not a dive he's bought that penalty yeah. he's there was contact leg, yeah he's put his leg in the right position to take the contact
0: I can almost hear Gabriel McCarty's voice coming out of my mouth when I say you're t- telling
1: the referee that you've been fouled yeah but yeah. that's that's what Town need, like yeah. I say they could have done with I a wish bit I of had that had last Gabriel season heart, voice coming out of my mouth <laughs> I, yeah they could have done with that last season never mind this and yeah that, that is the way that successful teams win the championship
0: I, I i completely agree I think it's if other teams are doing it to you and and I agree Preston went too far with the diving and things like that and obviously fans were right to be upset after uh well one stockley dived for the mm. for the free kick particularly the if you're and the, s- the elfic.
1: yeah particularly if you're the same side that's you know fouling a player that badly yeah. he's now going to be out potentially for the rest of the season yeah that's that's not a good look
0: but but Teams will hate playing against town similarly, mm. and they don't need to be worried about that. We don't need to yeah. care about... But, I know that the, the, the Cowleys are not universally popular against managers that they've come up against in, in the lower leagues. Mm. Will they care, no, given that they're currently on track to be in the Premier League not in the next few years? Not at all.
1: If you, can, if you can get under an opponent's skin one way or another, then Why not? <laughs> it's absolutely Definitely worth, not too, worth doing. Be? It's... It, it is what it is. That's that's modern football. What really. a
0: pair of Machiavels we are.
1: Um, one last question for you, from uh, David Hartrick. Yeah. I would like. Obviously, I I sort of maintained even when times were bad that town would be out of the relegation place come Christmas. They've got a difficult run coming, mm-hmm. but I still think they'll be they'll be out, and I think then probably will end up five or six points clear come New Year's Day. It may all go wrong, the wheels might come off, but I can't see it. And if they do, I think it's fixable. Stephen Chicken, Huddersfield town writer. Yeah. Tell me about the back end of town season. Where do you think they're going? Uh, I don't think
0: we can talk about playoffs. I think that's that's probably a bridge too far. Ah, boozy. I know, I know. <laughs> Um, yeah sorry Andy Booth but I, I can't agree with you no I don't think we can talk about playoffs to be honest Cowley's very not to like just try and I always go into well Cowley says but Cowley says that the priority is get to 50 points that's, that's it at the moment he's, he's not doing the David Wagner low limits thing at the moment and he can't after the start of the season they had mm. and particularly I think after the seven game unbeaten run yeah. we, you can't say well the sky's the limit now mm. because he wants to keep the players
1: yeah, grounded. Yeah, exactly. And I think working hard.
0: In some ways that Preston defeat could do them yeah. a more good than, than a draw. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I um that. so yeah, I, I think there'll be I think if town finished something like sixteenth, that'd probably be about right. Um and then there's absolutely no reason that they shouldn't be looking to push on for the playoffs next
1: season. Yeah. I had them before. I can't remember what we said in our predictions uh, in terms of you and Jim, but I had them as upper mid table, mm. and I I still I think I said eighth. I still think there's a chance they could push on and get upper mid table and finish in that sort of ten, ten to twelve.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's always you've always got one, two, and three are very close together, yeah. and then sort of four to seven or eight are very mm. close together. And then there's a massive cluster yeah. between like 10 and 16 yeah. or 17.
1: There was famously, there was a season, I think it was Chris Hewton's first season at Brighton, where we were looking at relegation from the Championship. And we put a run together, I think, with about six games to go. And uh, at one point, we'd been 23rd, and I think we finished 11th. Because we put the points together in the yeah. last six games, so it's that it's that sort of league. That's why. The one thing I will put my hat on is, I think, regardless of where they finish before the end of the season, I think they'll have one massive result. Yeah. I genuinely believe that they'll. they'll l- at Road. They'll or, smash Leeds yeah. or they'll smash like one of the the team who's top. Yeah. For like three or four 0 just because of that intensity, there's going to be. You know, I said sooner or later they were going to do someone three or four and batter them, and they did that with Hull. What I mean is that at some point, everything's going to work. Just just once this season, everything's going to work. Town are going to have that beautiful win, brilliant performance, and it's going to give the Cowleys in the summer something to get those players back and go, do you remember that game? Mm. That's how we're doing it this season. Yeah.
0: Brilliant. Right, we'll leave it there. So thank you once again for coming in and thanks for all your questions as well. Uh, Really appreciate everyone that sent the questions in on Twitter. We hope we answered them sufficiently well. Dave, you're on Twitter, aren't you?
1: Not right now, mate. I'm sorry, who are you? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, at David Hartrick. (laughs) H-A-R-T-R-I-C-K. Yeah,
0: at Stephen Chicken with a V for me. Uh, And, yeah, tell a friend, leave a review, all of that, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.